Uh, all right, uh, Patreon members, thank you so much for tuning in to our bonus content here. Uh, remember, you can always go and uh, uh, get on social media and let us know what you think about our picks. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and talk about my honorable mentions. Uh, one movie that I absolutely cannot believe did not make this um, game is what I consider to be the ultimate coming of age movie, just because of the project and how long they spent making it uh, is a Richard Linklater film boyhood uh, that came out in 2014. They started filming this movie in 2002. 2002 is when they started filming this. Okay. It's filmed over 12 years with the exact same cast. Uh, Of course it has Ethan Hawke, Patricia Arquette, but the real main character here is Eller Coltrane, who uh, from what I understand was pretty new to acting at the time um, and really hasn't done much Uh. since this movie. Uh, But uh, it's all about him growing up as seen through the eyes uh, of Mason who literally grows up on screen uh you know, before everyone's eyes. Cause like I said, they started filming it when he was just a little kid. Wow. Um, the film chronicles growing up like no other film before it. Uh, it shows of course the struggles of adolescence through road trips and family drama to birthdays and dumb choices that all teenagers make. Uh, and it's, it's just a really cool movie. And each year has like, you know, popular songs from that, uh, from that year that it plays. Uh, there's one really, uh, interesting scene where, uh, Mason and his sister are singing like a Britney Spears song, or maybe she's singing it and annoying him with it. Uh, it, you know, it's pretty funny, but it like totally tells you what year it was and makes you, you know, know what it was, but they shot it over 12 years. Like that's just incredible. That's yeah. absolutely incredible that they took the time to do this project. Uh, link leader has some really great movies. Um, he's an odd guy, uh, but he really knows how to make a film. Uh, and I, this movie has its, its issues. Okay. It's, it's not the best movie, but it's really cool. It, the, the, the idea that, you know, they actually just took the time to do this is mind blowing to me and uh, that the actors actually committed to it. You know, uh, it's pretty incredible. So uh, boyhood, um, I think is really, really cool. That's one of my honorable mentions. Does anyone have anything to say about boyhood? Never seen it. I, I, I didn't love the movie, like you said, but just the experiment yeah. of it and the execution yeah. and that it, it is a movie that you can watch is crazy it's really cool uh richard linklater is one of the most like innovative filmmakers without uh creating special effects techniques and things like that for movies he's really cool with uh from the sunrise series uh or the before series um this and slacker his first film he is truly he is a very innovative filmmaker so this is definitely one worth watching uh if anything, just to see the real life progression of a kid, it's like watching the Harry Potter movies, but all filmed as yeah. one feature, you know? Yeah. It's really freaking cool. Um, you know, just to kind of throw it back to the game earlier, uh, Linklater also did uh, school of rock. So you yeah. kind of get a, a similar feel, uh, in this movie. Um, I also had Juno on my list. We talked about it. One movie that I planned on playing for sure, and a movie that really meant a lot to me growing up was Stand By Me. Yeah. Um, we t- we've talked yeah. about it before, and, though. That's and, why I didn't uh, bring it up either. Exactly. I, you know, I really honestly figured, uh, Omar, that you'd put it on your list. That and Goonies. Um, but Rob yeah. Reiner. Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, Rob Reiner directed, starred uh, Will Wheaton, River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell. Um, really cool coming of age story about these 
boys that are going to try to find a dead body, you know, a, a rumored dead body. They're, their adversaries are the older group of boys, um, you know, and, and Kiefer Sutherland's absolutely terrifying in that movie for a kid. Um, he's such a jerk. Uh, you know, they're, they're making little jokes about um, Betty Boop's tits or whatever. Like, it, it's just so weird, uh, you know, but, but totally like stuff that 12 year old boys would do. Um, and it's, you know, uh, John Cusack's in this. It's probably the only John Cusack I can stomach. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, the the one, I guess, like horrific thing about this movie really is the treatment of Gordy by his parents um, at the death of John Cusack's character. It's Gordy's older brother. Um, and Gordy has to deal with not living up to his uh, dead brother's legacy in the eyes of his parents. And that's, that's the true horror in this. It's a Stephen King story, you know, and it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, anybody want to talk about Stand By Me at all? I would just say... Uh, I saw it this month. For the first time? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. What's your reaction to it? Uh, I I don't love it, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I understand all of the the elements and what works and what doesn't, and it's, sure. just, it's not my movie, but... Uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting film and uh, it is very, there are a lot of movies like it. Um, I mean, even you go to whether it be it or stranger things or anything like that. And it really is kind of not a carbon copy, but for sure influenced by it. So it's, it's yeah. definitely an important movie. I think if you had seen it as a kid, it might mean more to you. Um, maybe not. Uh, Omar, what were you going to say? Oh, just that anything that I think I have to say about this, I wonder what episode we did. I'd like to point our listeners back to it if they haven't heard it before. So, but, uh, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I think it, I mean, if there was a list of a top 10 that like actually like did mold me and they're good movies. Um, I think that this is a good movie, a great cast, you know, like, um, I, yeah. Um, the leech scene, you know, need, need I say more <laughs> or sick balls, um, Chopper. Yeah. Sick balls. So there, there's you know, like some iconic, especially you've seen it as a kid. Um, you know, you always like, it's that eighties, you know, we all had a group of friends, you want to go on adventures, that whole thing. So they kept, they, they captured all that. And, um, yeah, I would have gladly either played this one for the win or, you know, doled out points reluctantly because it's, you know, was played before. <laughs> um just to, i don't want to go into all these the rest of these movies i'm just going to mention them by name and if anybody wants to say something they can um but on my short list here i've got uh love simon uh which i thought was really good perks of being a wallflower uh was pretty good i i really loved the book um as a teenager but i you know the movie did a decent job uh clueless of course i think is a great movie it's fun yeah. Uh, Lucas, I don't know if anyone's seen this, but Corey yes. Haim, uh, great movie. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Um, Luca Plakia. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I should have played that. Uh, dead. Well, I won, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I had dead poet <laughs> society on my list. Uh, which I knew no one besides Dax would have seen, uh, is a really good Spanish language, um, coming of age movie. Uh, and then uh, I did put eighth grade on here because I thought it was really, really good. Yeah. Um, Bo Burnham. So uh, anyway, yep, that's my uh, honorable mentions. 
I'll, I'll, I'll talk about some of yours as well when I go through mine. Very cool. I ha- we have some overlap. Uh, okay, so um, Omar, you'd be yeah. next, right? Yes. Very honorable mentions there, Chris. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Dazed and Confused. Um, that's one that I came really close to playing. Um, it's just one of those things that like I did watch a whole lot when I was in high school um and you know like it's looking back on it you know it's there's some having kids you know they're growing up is a terrifying movie now from like a lot of those like they're all going <laughs> to the party on the hill and you have like the weirdo fucking uh what's his name uh woody harrelson right plays the the, the part where it's like no no matthew mcconaughey i'm sorry yeah yeah like which, right, right, everyone right. loves him but he was a complete creeper in this movie like he's like some 30 year old plus dudes like going to these parties like i love high school women or girls because <laughs> i keep getting older and they stay the same age and that was like back back in the 90s when that like was out and was watching it's like that was like a quotable part now it's just like ugh, like that that's the we all look through that so um some of the greatest i think soundtracks ever for uh, a movie you know days and Confused got the um low rider starts out like oh my friends and it's and it's just like <laughs> you know the seniors graduating high school and the, that summer after great movie great film uh <laughs> ma- maybe i'll talk about it in stoner comedies we'll see uh Ooh. Uh, i don't know if it's a comedy though but that's the only thing so it's got some funny elements but it's definitely a drama coming of age coming of age would be like the per- perfect place to place it i guess uh charlie bartlett um, I don't know if anyone's seen seen is. that. I was waiting the entire show for this. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a five for that one. It's a it's a, is that the one where the kid was uh, talking about how his balls were like raisins? I don't remember that part. No. It's the kid that um no. he it's Anton Yelkin mm-hmm. and uh oh. Iron Man. Yeah, you, know, you have uh, what's his name. But, RDJ Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Spe- like uh, before Iron Man and stuff, and like I, I think he did a, a great, great role. He played, he played the high school principal of like a public school that Charlie Bartlett ends up being sent to because he got in trouble at this private school. They kick him out. He's trying to, he doesn't fit in. He's trying to figure out how to fit in, and he realized that like basically all these kids have all these mental issues and they need somebody to talk to. So he pretty much becomes like the school therapist, and he's prescribing drugs and giving like some decent advice and stuff and becomes insanely popular because of that and uh yeah it's even like the the relationship with uh robert downey jr's character with the principal and charlie bartlett um is is an interesting one as it develops over over the movie as well um it was one of the ones i watched streaming for the first time I watched it because robert downey jr was in it and it was one of those things i was like wow it's really kind of like sucked me in and had a lot of like layers to it um mm-hmm. so that that made the list and then there's a whole bunch of uh michael sarah sarah movies as <laughs> that's well that's my that's my that's my that's my number 119 if we're doing the oh. the list <laughs> so I, I i've never heard of charlie bartlett oh chris you have to it watch was, it you would like it, it, it yeah. yeah it's really really funny it's uh robert downey jr on his road back to redemption uh, in Hollywood, and Anton Yelkin uh, co-starring with Kat Dennings right after oh, Nick yeah. Norris' Infinite Playlist, uh, and their chemistry is really great. It's I think it's Hope. Is it Hope? Uh, 
Wilson? Is that her name? I can't say her last name off the top of my head. You'd recognize her as playing the mom. Uh, the movie's really good. Essentially, the the plot is he goes to uh, a regular school for the first time and starts diagnosing all the kids with mental illnesses and goes to all his family therapists and is getting drugs and prescribing them to all the ki- all the kids in the school. And he becomes the most popular kid in school because he's helping these kids, but he doesn't realize he's being very destructive. There's a kid that is essentially like kind of a school shooter potential kind of kid Ooh. that struggles with mental illness in a real way, not in a teen, my life is hard and I'm sad kind of way. Uh, and yeah. he actually reminds me of, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, from Back to the Future, uh, like a young version of... Uh, Michael J. Fox? No, uh, what's his dad? Crispin Glover. Yes, yeah, Crispin. He's very Crispin Glover feeling, uh, in just look and attitude and everything. It's a great movie. It's really, really fun. Well, to be clear, the movie I thought Charlie Bartlett might be referring to was Simon Birch. Oh no, definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Uh, my, my mom, my mom loves that movie. She actually had a cat. She named Simon because of it. I, that movie just creeps me out. Um, uh, yeah. So, but like, there's a whole list of Michael Cera movies. I just want to like just throw out like uh, even yeah. even uh, Dax just mentioned Nick and Nora's inf- uh, Infinite Playlist. That's one of them uh, that w- I would kind of put into a coming of age movie. But I don't know. It was definitely a r- sure. rom com, and one of the few rom coms I really liked. Um, Scott Pilgrim Come of Age Super Bad is the one one that like <laughs> if, if if I hadn't been accused of being uncultured already uh, that one that, that one would have <laughs> definitely put, put put it over the top um, uh, it's just but I think it's great uh, even Seth Rogen is that the one where Jonah Hill draws the dicks yes, all day long yes. in class and, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> what's his name uh, on the ID McLovin uh, <laughs> so yeah um <laughs> that's an iconic like a uh, movie that just started a bunch of other like movies and stuff people like that like you know Michael Cera being one of them but he just kept playing that quintessential like nerdy like you know right on the cuffs of being an adult and like having that dry sense of humor that he's he was cast in a lot of different movies where he pretty much played the same character which I mean like opposed yeah. to what you said Chris about one of the critiques about uh, I think the last movie I think we played about um what's his name, Jesse Eisenberg, like, you know, kind of essentially being the same character. I feel oh, like yeah. any, a lot of the com- comedians, a lot of the actors I like uh, who truly, like, own roles, like, they, like they, it's almost like they almost end up playing themselves, like, just different versions of themselves over and over again. You just kind of, like, like that version of themselves. Like, once they find that, like, character it's like they're they're pretty much that character for the rest of their lives in a, in a lot of ways but yeah like, i think denzel and then they get yeah, like denzel's one of those people i feel like you know it's like the same character in every movie always in in a in some sort of like uniform or thing like that but anyway um yeah michael Sarah's one of those two typecast so and then we mentioned goonies save uh stand by me and yeah so that's it cool uh elizabeth you got any honorable mentions yeah, so mostly movies that we've already talked about, either through this podcast or, or through this show or others, but 10 Things I Hate About You, Clueless, The Breakfast Club, these are all ones we've talked about before, but I, they're they're classics for me. The other one that I didn't mention that I'm pretty sure we talked about is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, we did mention that. Yeah, Well, not in this one, but it, in our um, 80s teen movies. That's yeah. right. It was with Facing yeah. Off Guys. 
Um, so yeah. yeah, I felt like that needed to be said again. And I also this was I struggled with not mentioning this, but Star Wars, at least the first one, Episode Four, was a coming of age movie. Bite me. I had this. I love I it. I had this. <laughs> I I had this debate this week with my my buddy. I talked to movies, talk with about movies of what qualifies as coming of age, and we discussed and debated uh, Star Wars being on the list or not. So, that's yeah, the funny. first one at least. The first one at least. What do you I'm, say? I mean, what do you number think, four. Uh, I I don't think it's a coming of age story. No. In, in in the way that I think it's four other things first, you know, and, and it's not a coming of age story in number four, because you don't know that it's him fighting his dad until later. If you knew that in one, I can, I can argue. Yes, but you don't find that out till later. And so that's not really, but he goes from being a whiny film. boy to becoming somebody who shoots down the death star, or at least the first one. But is that is that an emotional struggle and learning to become a man, or is it just uh, he learned that he has powers that he didn't know that he had and is using the force? I, it's a I force powers versus a coming of age is really where I would classify it. That's, okay, that's just me. All right, well, I like that. I like the idea. Anyway. <laughs> I like the idea. I like the debate a lot. I think it's a fun choice. I could definitely go for uh, the, uh, the the one, two, three as a coming of age story, even though they're not very good, uh, for sure. But uh, I wouldn't put them yeah. on any Anakin. list. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, oh, and uh, one more, one more. I wanted to mention um, The Edge of Seventeen. That was a date night movie that Omar and I oh, yeah. saw a long uh, time ago. Um, it came out not that long ago. Yeah, that's ago. a good one. It came out not that long ago, but this yeah, was like no. an an older date night movie. It's, you can stream it on TBS if you want to see it. Woody Harrelson's in it as well. Yeah. So I have, uh, I have, uh, I have that as well. Edge of 17. I also have a partner with that as book smart, which almost feels like yes. a, a sister movie to that movie. Uh, yeah. then also the other one that, uh, Chris was talking about in the same, uh, 2010s period is lady bird. Yeah, uh, yep. which is re- really fantastic. I don't know anyone that hasn't seen Lady Bird. That was very much the Juno of its year, uh, and I think it's I, I think it's really good. It's really worth watching. Uh, I have Lady Bird higher on my all time list than Little Women, but I wanted to come up with a period something as opposed to everything kind of feeling about the same. Uh, another one that I really wanted to play that would have that I think is great, but I wouldn't have initially thought about it until I started trying to think outside the box, is Greece. I really wanted to wow, play Greece. Yeah. Um, it's and it's all of those kids, and I know they're all in their twenties and thirties in that movie, but they're all playing. They're all they're all playing high school kids, and yeah. you know, beauty school dropout, and uh, what gang am I going to be in? Am I going to be a good kid, a bad kid? Am I going to have sex or not? Like they're all real struggles, but it's just told in this like bubblegum pop doo-wop sort of format, but it's done so well and maybe all of the choices are not the best model for life but they do show <laughs> uh the struggles that we all went through oh and sandy it's such a fun movie so uh I, that one was on there uh and then i have the same thing i have the the complete list of every teen comedy in the 80s and 90s from from uh breakfast club and pretty in pink 
to uh, um, Clueless and 10 Things I Hate About You and Can't Hardly Wait and all of those. They're so their own genre. I just couldn't justify putting any of them on there. If I was going to put any of them, I would have put Breakfast Club. Uh, I think it's the broadest one without being a big party movie that kind of just touches on a little things. They took five characters and said, what are these five characters about? How do we explore that? And they actually go into the depths of the character. Judd Nelson is crazy in that movie. He's so good. Uh, almost could have been Rob Lowe, Almost could have been John Cusack. So glad it was Judd Nelson. Um, I love that movie so much. I rewatched it just in case someone played it. Cause I thought if anyone was going to play a eighties one, that might be the one. Um, so uh, nope, it was big. <laughs> no. Poet Society. Uh, I have and two Whitewater I Summer. Didn't... Yeah, yeah, Whitewater okay. Summer. Uh, I have two I didn't play that I really wanted to. Uh, 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 2009 Greg Matola movie called Adventureland. Uh, yeah, I've seen that with uh, uh, Kristen Eisenberg. Stewart, Jesse Eisenberg, Bill Hader, and Kristen Wiig are in a small part. Martin Starr. Uh, a bunch of people are in this movie. It's really funny, but it's another one that's much deeper uh, than you would expect. Uh, Omar uh, Ryan Reynolds is in this movie, so now you have to yeah. go watch it. I think we've seen this I've one. definitely seen that already, so yeah. Okay. Uh, really good movie. It's I love it. It's uh, it's my 107 on my on my all-time list. It's another one that wow. this the soundtrack is so freaking incredible. Definitely should have played that, some of those uh, movies for sure. It's kind of hard to deny. <laughs> well, I was tr- I was going for a, a whole different direction. You're going for uh, the ultimate, as- like lowest possible score. <laughs> <laughs> but you gave yourself too high of a score. Uh, well, I was given I was giving myself the uh, these are the things that molded me the most, even if they weren't the ones that molded me when I was a teenager. Uh, I'm the, glad you put those on there. They're good. The I'm sure you are because you uh, won. Mo- <laughs> Dax Dax could have won if you played some of these other movies. <laughs> Yeah, if I went Breakfast Club, Clueless, Adventureland, I might have had a chance. Play Grease. <laughs> you, you probably would have won. Yeah, yeah. Grease. Yeah, that would have uh, been definitely. Yeah. Uh, the number one for me, if I'm going to pick a movie that molded me growing up, uh, uh, I could have done a bunch. I could have said High Fidelity and Empire yeah. Records. I don't think I've they're. Seen, I've seen they're, both of those uh, too. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think they're coming of age stories the same way. I think they're people in their 20s trying to figure things out. Uh, but my number one for that would have been Donnie Darko. Um, uh, wow. Which that yeah. would have gotten five. I, I really me, love this movie. Uh, I love this movie. It's my number 78 all time. I've seen it countless times. I've owned seven different iterations of the DVD or VHS or Blu-ray or 4K director's cut. I bought the director's cut from uh, England copy before it was released in America. Uh, came out in 2001. And then it didn't play on your DVD player. <laughs> I had to buy. I had a whole different socket. I had to get. I had to buy. A, I had to buy a, a region-free DVD player to watch one movie. Wow. Uh, so I, I really, I really love this movie. I think it's really interesting. Uh, a lot of people say it doesn't hold up. A lot of people say it's too complicated. Uh, I think those people need to partially watch the director's cut. Um, and then there's a lot going on in this movie. If you listen to the soundtrack, you go, oh, this I love this Tears for Fear song. But you don't realize that the Tears for Fear song is placed in the movie at a certain time, at a certain speed of 
the scene to literally have the lyrics happening over the element in the movie. It is not just songs to evoke mood. It's literally to tell you what is happening. So uh, the lyrics matter to every song and every scene. Uh, it's a really interesting, layered, dense movie from Richard Kelly, who's not really mm-hmm. ever matched that uh, success. No. Um, I'm curious to see at some point, I think he's going to show back up with something big and it may end up being a Marvel movie or something weird someday. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just happy this movie exists. I think, uh, Jake is great. He's great with his sister opposite her. Uh, Holmes Osborne is fantastic in this movie. He's so fucking funny. Uh, there's just a bunch of- Is he the dad? Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Drew Barrymore's in yeah. this movie. I mean, it's it's just there's a lot of really fun, weird elements. It's a time travel movie. It's a coming of age movie. It's a sci fi movie. It's a drama. It's it's a thriller. It's got everything. Uh, it's really one yeah. of the best the best movies I think ever made. But uh, came out and right after nine eleven, kind of got lost in the world. Got re released. Got a director's cut. It's kind of been in and out of the zeitgeist. But for a certain person a certain demographic it's uh it's quintessential and i think that it needs to be shared it's a great one and a lot of people don't realize but that uh the gary jules version of that song mad world that -hmm. plays at the end of the movie is also a tears for fear song actually yeah uh which i think that's pretty interesting that uh you know that richard kelly decided to use more than one tears for fear song in that well that song uh, movie that song ended up going to number one in England after Donnie Darko came out because of the movie Donnie Darko because it's so big yeah. in England. Wow. I love coming of age movies, guys. Yep. Me too. Have we all come of age? <laughs> Are we of age? No. <laughs> Not yet. I'm still working on it. Need to watch a few more movies before I get I don't want there. to grow up. Uh, I'm Omar a torturous I... kid. Oh. Omar and I are going to do a, a, a side movie uh episode called uh battle to the death as the uh as the theme it's uh death battles and it'll be he and i battling to the death as well that was really fun i i i enjoyed that back and forth that made me laugh quite a bit and made my my heart really happy yeah i was, was really fun. bored while you're talking about little women i wasn't trying to wasn't, wasn't trying to hide it no i i i, I expected nothing less <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, listeners. Thank you, Patreon members. We really appreciate your support. You guys rule. Um, And, uh, yeah, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you think about these honorable mentions. Bye. Bye.